welcome back to another episode of God Built This Podcast. I'm your host, Maxine, and we're on episode 232. Hello, hello, hello. She is here, and I am fatigued. I want to know who told my ass, who told my black ass to go to this boxing class? I don't know what, I think in my head, I have a whole different image of how things will be before I actually experience it. Like I romanticize some things. It's like with leadership. (laughs) Let's bring it back to work. (laughs) I romanticize. I make things so idealistic in my mind of, of this, that, you know, and it's it's literally a reality check like nah this shit is not all that hyped up to be um there's some more things i want to get into but i'll leave that for friday's episode but yeah so i just came from a workout class that was boxing and i was like you know interested in doing some boxing just because i feel like Ooh, it's good to know like a you know one two punch, three four. And mind you, when I've heard people use it like that, uh, vernacular one two. I never knew like what it meant. Like, what do you? I thought it was just like a you know just a choreography, right? You know how you doing a dance, one two step. You know one two boom cat. That's what I thought for for boxing and the trainer he did make a reference to dance and how like when you're punching the bag it's it's a dance that you're doing and I look it's another form of art I get that but yeah no the one two really means something so the one and the two are straight punches so, and when I mean straight I mean your tendon in your arm is straightened to punch right into that body bag. That's what I mean by one, two. Three, four is you're doing this uh, 90-degree angle punch. Three, four. Five, six are your uppercuts. Look, I didn't know this. So I'm like, Oh, <laughs> and it was pretty interesting. Look, I like to learn new things, so I, I'm glad that I know this. Um, the jab, what else? I, I had to like, like rotate my waist in a way to to block myself from getting hit. Now I wasn't boxing with a person, person like I wasn't fighting with somebody. Everyone had their individual body bag. What do you call those things? I'm saying body bags, but, you know, that thing that you punch. It's super heavy. And, um, yeah, so I'm punching it. One, two, one, two. It's a full body workout. And, like, obviously, right, obviously, I just didn't really think I could sweat the way that I did. I thought sweating was really for, like, other people. But the way that I sweat in this class would be as if I literally lost all the, the, all the hydration in my body just, just gone. I, I was so amazed. Like, oh, my gosh, am I okay? Look, it was an experience. 
I'm glad that I did it. Would I do it again? Probably not. Probably not. I don't know. Maybe if I did it with like someone, like a friend, a colleague, maybe it'll be more bearable. Throughout the whole time, y'all, and I'm not a quitter. I mean, I guess. <laughs> what what define quit? <laughs> no, but like if I if I start a class session, because I've done many workout classes. And if I start a class session, I typically finish it. Like I've always finished it throughout, even though while I'm working out, I'm already tired or I'm like, you know, over it. Oh, we still got four more fucking rounds. Like I'm already feeling those feelings. But nonetheless, I push through and 45 minutes is almost up. Um, But in this case, y'all, I did finish it. I did finish it. It was from 6.15 to 7 o'clock, and it just was a workout. Like, what? (laughs) And I'm wearing, so I had these wraps on my hand first, and then we transitioned to putting our wrapped hands in these boxing mitts that feel like, how I can't even feel my hands like what maybe that's the purpose of it right to protect your hands which makes sense but it was just it was all just so new of course I've never done boxing before I never wrapped my arm up I never broke my arm or my hand so I don't know how it feels to have it wrapped up I don't have one of those stories where I used to walk on crutches or I had a brace that was you know, I was clumsy as a kid. I didn't hurt myself that much to get a brace. Uh, so would I do it again? Probably not. I'm not opposed to it. It was an experience. It was It was just an experience. I, I feel like for me, though, I've gotten so used to not working out in a group that it just it's just another level of energy that you have to extend when you're working in a group because you have a trainer who's literally looking at all of his, um, you know, uh, workout folks and making sure everyone's doing it right in the right form and all that. And you don't want to be the loser who, who's not getting your one, two punch in and you're just, I don't know. It's like you don't want to be the one to not. It's not like the class is depending on you, but it's just you don't want to be the one that leaves your class early. You don't want to be the one that's not putting in your weight because collectively it is a team. Like it is a situation where we're all in this together, whether we know each other personally or not. So there's this unspoken pressure that you have to deal with from joining a workout class with people whom you don't know, but you just have to push through until the end of class. And that's just the pressure that's around. So I don't like that. And I've done so many workout classes throughout my life. And sure, yes, there's a, there's a sense of community. There's a sense of, you got this. Come on. Oh, man, really? Another, another push-up? Like, you know, it's a collective experience. But sometimes I just want you to stop talking, right? Sometimes I just want you to don't look at me, 
right? Let me just have the agency of doing what I want to do. But then again, when I am working out by myself, right, and I'm not, like, working out with a trainer watching me, I may not be as focused as I could be. Um, but I, I mean, I do say that I work out at my own pace. I start off with some running on the treadmill. I jog a bit on the treadmill, and I really love that format that I do for myself. After that, I lift a couple of weights. I do my squats. Uh, I may do some core to wrap it up, and then I stretch it out, and I'm gone. This whole, like, we're sweating together, and, oh, my gosh, sweat is pretty. Like, I was sweating, y'all. You would think like you would think I never drunk water that day. It was ridiculous. But, look, it was an experience. I'm glad that I did it. Do I want to do it again? Probably not. Well, this is this is one of the two boxing classes that I looked into. So if I do do it again, I'm going to check out the other boxing class and see just the experience with the uh, with them. And I do feel like with this boxing class, it was a good environment. I have no really much negative critique you know, to give, I do have to say, though, it was pretty small. Like, it felt like I was on top of the next person. It was it was just a little too intimate for me. We're already sweating bricks. We're already punching, you know, letting out our aggressions. And you're right next to me. Like, that's a little too much. So if I do do it again, I will go to the other one and check out the environment there to see if it's bigger size. And to see how I like it. But it's definitely a full workout. I feel accomplished. And that's the thing about working out at any cost, whether you're in a group setting, whether you're one-on-one with a trainer, or it's just you holding yourself accountable, completing the specific workout exercise, these specific exercises, you always feel good at the end. Like, you know what? I was going to give up, but I didn't. And I feel great about it. So... I'm glad I pushed through, I showered, and I'm hungry. <laughs> I mean, I could eat. Lately, I've been eating, and nothing has been sitting in my stomach. Not in a I shit it out type of way, but in a I don't feel it in my stomach type of way. Like, I could eat again. Like, nothing is, like, s- sitting in my stomach that makes me feel full. I don't feel full. Hmm. All right, Gab Union, Gab Union, and by Gab, I mean Gabrielle Union, and by Gab, I mean she gabs a lot, and it's annoying, and I just want her to sit her performative ass down. You know, I think at at a certain point, we have to call a spade a spade, What Gabrielle Union is doing, just every video clip that I've been seeing her in lately is just, you could tell that she puts on an act. It's really disappointing to see how poorly received she is now than when she was received many years ago. You know, when she was one of the, like, when she was a part of the clique of black actors you know, of black Hollywood, who we will see in Deliver Us From Eva, 
um what other movie but there's so many other movies that she's involved in that was part of the time period when there were black movies back to back coming out that were quality that were just black cinema and she was one of the black actors who who represented that who was a part of that movement in that time and for her now to just be so poorly received by the public and by myself now, like my my perspective of her has shifted greatly and it's just so disappointed. I think it's so disappointing. You know, I think about like, you know, um, just like nowadays, people are doing things to perceive a certain aesthetic um, to virtue signal to appear as if they're on the quote-unquote right side of history and they're so woke they miss the mark they fall asleep right or they need sleep because they're so woke anyway so I'm, I'm referring to this latest attempt to appear so progressive and all that jazz uh, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union accepted an award at the NAACP Awards. And this award was basically congratulating them for transitioning their child. This award was for congratulating parents, parents without the consent of the biological mother, for transitioning their minor child. And she's giving this speech. So she's so emphatic. She's so dramatic. It's like, girl, are you preparing for a role? What is going on? She's talking about how until we recognize trans lives and black lives don't matter. Or, you know, along those lines and saying that we cannot act like we care about black life and we don't stand up for the lives of trans genders and you know black trans and it's like what are we talking about you know and I'm, I'm tired of the conversation of intersectionality when it comes to race and when it comes to sexual and gender identity Obviously, yes, there are black gay people. There are, um, you know, black queers and whatever the case is. But we cannot, absolutely cannot conflate oppressive labels just to, to paint it as, you know, we're all in this together. We're not. We're not in this together. We need to go back to segregation. We need to go back to what's mine is mine, what's yours is yours, and separate it. We need to go back to understanding that women's sports are for women, men's sports are for men, and if there are trans people who would like to participate, they either participate in the gender that they were born as, or they create their own league. Uh, hello? Or they create their own league. That's it. And it's not about hate. It's not. It's not. Because, again, when we conflate all of these oppressive stories and, oh, well, 
you know, I was an immigrant and I need to be included too. And I'm black and I'm, I'm gay and I'm, I'm a they and I need to be included. What, what are we talking? We lose the focus. What are we talking about? We lose the focus. We then forget to nurture one group and focus on another, right? And why am I against this so much is oftentimes when we conflate two groups who have been disenfranchised by society, we tend to put more energy into one of the groups than the other. And with black lives in America, you have history upon history of us not receiving reparations, of us not receiving our just due, of us being redlined against. And instead of getting that that comeback, instead of getting what is inherently ours, because we were here before Columbus, we then have to forget that because oh wait black trans okay let's focus on trans let's focus on trans what are we hello what are we talking about like we cannot act as if one means the other and so we want to use these big ass fans oh intersection oh we fucking in a highway are we on an interstate highway cut it out Oh, I'm so educated because I'm using intersectionality. <laughs> I just be sitting, sometimes I be sitting in these like space, let's, say, let's call it spaces. Sometimes I sit in these spaces and I'm just rolling my fucking eye. Like, can y'all get the fuck out of my face with this bullshit? Talking about, oh, you know, we should allow black men to explore their sexuality and get it out. Okay, cool. But don't act like you'll be okay if your black man was exploring his sexuality. You would not be okay. Like, cut it out. It's okay to say these things because, again, you want to appear virtuous and you want to appear like you're on the right side of history. Um, but you're not. You're full of shit because you are just as homophobic. <laughs> If we want to use those stupid-ass terms, shut up. You're just as homophobic. You're just as transphobic. You're just as not a part of this bullshit that we're acting as if is okay. You're pissing in my face and you're calling it rain. It's your dick in my face. That's what it is. So, yo, I shout-out to the mama who, I, at this point, I would have killed each and every one. <laughs> allegedly it's like you know but I would have just had a hoot I would have had a hoot um (laughs) but Dwayne Wade has well there's a latest report that he was able to legally change Zion's gender from male to female and in addition to that change his name from Zion to Zaya. And you see her, because that's how the child is presenting as, so you see me, like, interchange between which pronouns. I'm not necessarily supporting the bullshit. I'm just finding myself confused in the midst of it, so bear with me. But you see the child 
wearing a full-on wig, dress, makeup, and it's like, even if I had a female child, right, if I had a daughter at 10 or 13, 12 years old, she wouldn't be dressed like that. She would not be dressed like that. She'll be dressed appropriately. But because you have this boy trying to perceive or deceive us, you want to make it so elaborate. You want to disguise the, the child, put the child in drag to appear like you are so in support of the child's transition. At this point, let's call a spade a spade and admit to the fact that the child is being slutted around. Hello? Allegedly. The child is being slutted around, and I wouldn't be surprised if they're a part of some grooming activity. Or let me say brooming, because some platforms can't handle the, the term groom. Broom, I mean. But let's understand, Holly Weird is Holly Weird all through and through. And... I wouldn't be surprised this child is being slutted out and it's already confused and you have these clout chaser as parents, your biological father and your stepmother, your stepmother from hell encouraging the bullshit. You know what happens to parents who tell a child, "No, we're taking the left turn and we're going there." We're not taking a turn based off of your interpretation that day and based off of how you're feeling and what you would like. No, 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 no. I'm the parent. I know what is best for you. And until you get to the age of 18 and you want to do what you want to do, by all means. But I'm hoping by that point, all of my rearing, all of my conditioning, <laughs> indoctrination, <laughs> has influenced you enough to not <laughs> transform to something else. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm, I'm dead ass though. But, you know, typically when they get to an older age, they just realize, oh, I, I was just fucking gay, <laughs> right? I was just, you know, just figuring shit out and I got confused. Um, and because you encouraged the confusion, now I have my dick cut off. You know, shout out to Boozy. Anyway, God bless. Okay, there is this um Instagram person I follow. His, oh, I'm not going to say his name. Let me not say his name. So he's this, I guess he's an influencer. But anyway, so his platform is focused on tr uh, getting out of the matrix and moving out of the U.S. And he currently resides in... And I, I don't want to be too specific. So he currently resides outside of the U.S. He he resides in a Caribbean area. Let's say that. Because that is the case. But I'm not going to say the name. And uh, so oftentimes he'll talk about, like, how he is so happy he's outside of the Matrix. And, excuse me, I feel like it's a burp trying to come out, but it's not coming out. Okay, there we go. Excuse me. So he's outside of the Matrix, quote, unquote. And he, you know, maybe I'm a pocket watcher. And look, okay, I am. I want to know how you make your money because how, how did you do that? How, hello? How, how did you do that, right? I just want to know how, do you, how you did it because people don't want to act so like, oh, 
all you gotta do is this all you gotta do is that this is the other person i follow on instagram who and let me just be <laughs> again discreet or or secretive i guess um so she recently left her job and didn't necessarily have uh like a secure plan and literally she just recently quit and me and her have had exchanges like we have a correspondence basically she's kind of like an acquaintance of mine online anyway so she doesn't have necessarily a plan or whatever and I'm not judging that I just also I just want to (laughs) know what are you doing though like what are you doing now um, did you think this over? What are you like? I'm just because I like to learn from other people, whether it's directly or indirectly. And I just want to know, okay, what are you doing now? Right. And I feel like that question, I get how it is anxiety inducing. So I try my best to not ask straight up questions like that. Instead, I like try to, um, like congratulate you, you know that was so brave of you to do. You know I couldn't, I commend you and <laughs> and condemn you, right? No, I commend you. You know all these things. That's because it is. I do salute her, um, and anyone who find the courage to leave the matrix yet again, and they're figuring it out, and they're figuring it out moderately well, from what I could gather. Anyway, let's go back to the guy I'm talking about. So this guy, he lives in a Caribbean country, and his platform is designed on just why you should leave the U.S. So recently, he posted a video, and I basically saw his dick. I saw his dick, and I was like, no. (laughs) No. I was taken aback. But there's a way that you could, uh, what's the word? Like, you could hide, you could disguise, you could not have it all out in your face because you don't want that too obvious because Instagram will shut you down. Anyway, so I, I ended up reading because I like to read captions. So I'm like, okay, what is this? I read, I read his caption, and then he starts talking about OnlyFans, but he can't say it more than a few times because, again, it'll shut down his account. So he abbreviates it, you know, OF. And then he talks about how, like, he centralizes his language, basically saying, oh, um, this is adult visual art. And now I finally get a chance to showcase my art and yada 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 and so he's using these euphemisms to you know just lube us up you know you don't want to say outright I'm doing hardcore porn and you know either one could be true you don't know because there are times when people say they have an OnlyFans and the instant perception or the judgment is Oh, you're, you know, you're fucking for, for views, right? You're fucking for streams. You're fucking for all these things. And that's not always the case. They may lure you in by making you think that they're having sex. But in all actuality, that was just a tease. And really the videos on OnlyFans is them 
cooking, but they may be cooking naked or they're wearing a thong and an apron. You know, there's a way to kind of fool the the masses. Anyway, so he makes it seem as if he's not, because I was reading some comments, because I noticed some people had some kind of, you know, just a conflict of reaction when it comes to this, because it was like, wait, what? What are you doing? And he was not making it obvious that he was necessarily having hardcore or softcore porn. Instead, he was just making it seem like, oh, this is just adult visual art. So then on one end, I'm thinking like, okay, does this mean that he's like an artist per se? Like, is he painting something? <laughs> like, does he have a sculpture that he's designing? Like, what are you talking about? Again, I think it's just a play on words. I think he actually is having sex on camera and he is just clipping it in a way that leads to more viewers. So anyway, so he's in a relationship with this woman. And <laughs> people be so fucking dramatic online. Like, he, he talks a lot about, and he's very much like this, like, obviously, if he leaves, if he's leaving or he left the Matrix, he's very much on this awakened, third eye, I was it, Awasaka, all of that. He's on that wave, which is cool. I respect it. Cool. But anyway, so he's talking about, like, how he was, I don't know. It's just, just very, I don't, I don't like emotional things too much. Like, I don't like, it's just too much. It's just exhausting. But anyway, so he really lays it out on the line and very vulnerable, which I do, sure, that takes a lot of courage, and you're so brave. You're so brave. That's my new compliment phrase now. You're so brave. <laughs> <laughs> wow you just quit out of nowhere you're so brave because that's really a compliment is genuinely and it's just an observation of who you are anyway so he uh what happens so yeah so he is in a relationship with this woman they're on this same wavelength obviously right because Typically, whoever you're with is a depiction of who you are. It's a mirror. So they're on the same wavelength. He's promoting her also on his page, and you can see her naked in a post, but the filter filters out, obviously, her nipples and her vagina. It's just very clever in the way that it's cut up. So now it's, it's making me wonder... <laughs> No, I'm not interested per se to see, like, what are you really doing behind this paywall, right? Like, are you really showing, like, your talents of, of painting? <clears throat> or is that a lure to make us think that? <coughs> and you're really just, you know, fucking, you know, which one is it? Or is it a bit of both, right? I think he's really just fucking. I think he and his girl are having sex on camera to pay the bills. That's what I think it is. Because whatever, because the business that he talks about having while living outside of the U.S. is real estate. Because that's why he's encouraging people to move to this place. So I think he is benefiting off of that because he is a real estate agent. So that, that would make sense. Anyway, so he's a real estate agent, and you don't really see much of 
him closing deals. Like, he will sometimes post things, but he hasn't posted anything recently. So I'm assuming that's because business is running short. And so me noticing that he is promoting his OnlyFans or he has created and is now promoting his OnlyFans, it is making me think about, like, huh, how are things really, right? It's bringing me back into my pocket watching because, sure, you know, this matrix, this society, all of it is for the birds, and until someone could map out exactly how I can support, you know, how anyone could support themselves in a way that not only is, is sustainable, but is upholding to my integrity, okay, knock on my door. You know, like, let me know what that looks like, what that means, because... If it, if it becomes a point when you're now showing your vagina and you're acting like it's not a big deal and, oh, it's the society, the society should be okay with naked, with nudity and a female body, a female body is art. And it's like, I get it, but this is how bad it is. Like, this is, this is, this is just, uh, speaking to the society that we're in still that you feel like there is no other option but selling your ass you know what I mean <laughs> so you want to paint a pretty picture you want to appear like you're so you're so woke and oh my gosh you're so comfortable in your skin no you're fucking for cash you're like, that's, call a spade a spade. And now we live in a time when it's like, well, we should, you know, we shouldn't shame sex work. I'm not here to shame anyone. I'm really not. I know my rhetoric comes across as if I am. I'm just calling out things for what they are and not subscribing to the BS that we're trying to act like isn't there. You know, this is a clear cry out for help. Is it not? Is it not? I think it is. So, I don't know. That nigga's broke. <laughs> and he's selling his dick. He is broke. He and his girl are broke. And the only option right now is to sell your body. At some point, enough is enough, right? Like, at some point, <laughs> just, I don't know, child. But God bless. Stephanie Mills is on her shit now fun fact about me I used to sing a lot when I was younger um just like just I, I used to sing a lot uh I had a karaoke machine in my bedroom growing up and I was just a connoisseur of music I loved Stephanie Mills music Regina Bell who else? Uh, the Jets. Yeah, the Jets, right? Hold on. The Jets. Yes, the Jets. Yo, I fucking love the Jets. How could the same save 
love that make me so happy make me so oh my gosh i used to sing that song down you would think i was born in the 70s or the early 80s because the way i used to stand for the music back then it was really weird you know but anyway so i used to sing those songs pretty often uh phyllis hyman oh my gosh there's a song that she has and god bless her soul she took her life um but yeah so she oh what's that song dog i'm gonna find it right now i'm gonna find it right now it was Oh, friend, um, and I refuse to be lonely. I refuse to be lonely. Yo, I would cry when I would sing by myself. Like, I would be so enthralled in the lyrics that you would think I wrote the song, dog. No, I was a singer. Am, am. But, no, seriously, I was really into singing. It just was a thing that I do, that I did a lot when I was younger. Uh, I can't hold you. Like, oh my gosh, I refuse to be lonely. Yes, go. Yo, pause this episode right now and just listen to that song. Phyllis Hyman, I refuse to be lonely. Yo, this song will have you in tears. Like, nah, I refuse to be lonely. And that just means a couple of different things, right? Like, not just like a relationship thing. It's just about like, I refuse to not be heard. I refuse to not be held like I want to. Because you could be in a relationship and not feel love the way you want to be loved. And you could feel lonely in that. And so she was standing on the fact that I refuse to be lonely, regardless of whatever it is. The fuck? <laughs> so, yo, listen to that song. Anyway, so Stephanie Mills. Stephanie Mills. There's a couple of records from her. I, I used to sing a lot growing up. So, you know, seeing her still alive and well is really a blessing to see. So I'm, I'm really happy to see that. And she's been on, well, she's, you know how Vlad TV has his interviews. He'll cut, he'll cut it up in some clips or whatever. Anyway, so in this interview with Vlad, she talks about how Oprah and Gayle King exploit black men. And I'm like, speak on it, sister. She was basically saying that when it was time to expose the Harvey Weinstein and other white sexual predators, instead of giving them the exposure, the expose that should have been given to really have it out, they exploited black men only who were accused of sexual assault. Uh, the R. Kelly, the who else? Shit, Trey Songs might be next. Damn, Trey So I'm just so disappointed in Trey Songs. I really am. It was like a, a year or two ago when I, I recorded an episode. It was one of my Podmas episodes, and I talked about how Trey, you know, it can't be so. It can't be so, Trey. And it, I feel like it's so. I really do. There's too many. It's one thing to have an accusation and maybe a couple that repeats itself, but uh, some of these things that has been said about him, and for Kiki Palmer to be one of the few people 
who have said, you know, things about his behavior, how he comes off very controlling and he's very aggressive towards women. That says all that I need to hear. So it's really, it's really disappointing to, to hear that about him and God bless. Anyway, Stephanie Mills said she's really out here talking about, nah, Gail King and Oprah exploit black men. And she recently said that Beyonce, she doesn't consider Beyonce in um, a R&B queen or a pop queen. Instead, she reserved that title to a Diana Ross. And, of course, the Beehive got on her. Now, further in her explanation is that she doesn't look to Beyonce for that title. She looked to Diana Ross because Diana Ross was of her era. So, with that being said, it made sense, right? It was like, obviously, she's much older than Beyonce. Why would she be looking at Beyonce? And yes, you can, you can find inspiration in people who are younger than you. But in this case, she was not making that point. She was just saying that, look, my era was Diana Ross. And Diana Ross was that it girl. And no one could take that away from her. So regardless of who Beyonce is and obviously all her accolades and her deserving the praise and the credit that she has, it doesn't take away from the fact that Stephanie Mills felt the way that she felt. I I thought it was pretty legitimate I, I didn't think it was an issue but you know anytime you say anything negative about anything B and Yonce it's a big deal so that's unfortunate that she got some backlash for it but it is what it is I think she was pretty clear in what she said and it wasn't necessarily disrespectful or defamatory in any way okay let's get into this Michael B. Jordan situation I am on his side. (laughs) I read something about like, oh, it's because he's an Aquarius that he feels this way. You know, Aquarius people, we don't let shit go. (laughs) Or like, we remember who did what to us many years ago. Look, I don't know if that's an Aquarius trait. I don't don't really like to get down in the rapid hole of, oh, that's because I'm an Aquarius. It's just like, sure. We have particular characteristics, but again, there are other Zodiac signs who have, who could say the same thing, right? So it's not a big deal. Anyway, I totally agree with uh, the way that he behaved in that moment. Let me just paint the picture for you all in case you're unfamiliar. So Michael B. Jordan is an actor, this black actor, who is known for his role in Creed 1, 2, and 3, Fruitville Station, um, The Wire. Like, he's pretty known. He's pretty um, notable and popular. He was at the red carpet for his movie, Creed 3, and this female quote-unquote reporter or journalist blogger blogger her name is Laurel she started interviewing him and he said the line of oh yeah I'm I'm the corny kid right I'm the corny kid and so she starts to laugh because she knows what he's referring to and she tells us or she says it as she's interviewing him that Oh, no, I didn't call you corny. You misquoted that. And he's like, nah, you call me corny. I listened to the whole thing. I listened to the whole thing. 
And so what he's referring to is an episode of a podcast that she hosts along with a few others in which she talks about her high school experience um, with Michael B. Jordan. They went to the same high school in Newark, New Jersey. And she said how growing up, they used to pick on him a lot because of his name, trying to make him out to look like this loser for having the same name as Michael Jordan. And they knew that he was an actor or an aspiring actor. He would come to school after getting headshots and after, you know, completing this audition and whatnot. You know, and as kids would do, would hate. People hate, right? But, like, kids who are already in a, a hood circumstance because Newark um, at that time especially was very much impoverished or just very hood-like, they would um, make fun of him because they felt insecure themselves. Like, nah, this guy can't make it. You from Newark. You from the same place as me. What makes you think you're better than me? You know, so they were hating on him, of course, and – she called him corny. She tried to say, like, oh, no, it wasn't me who called you corny. It was someone else on the podcast. Regardless of who said it, you agreed, and you were among the many kids during his high, during y'all's high school career that made fun of him. And now, look, I understand some people may say, well, that was 30 years ago. That was 20 years. That was 25. That was 15 years ago. So what? I remember shit from when I was seven, right? Like, I remember any and everything that had an imprint on me, okay? So regardless of him being established, respected, revered, some, you know, somewhat at least in this, in this field, in this industry, I still remember what you said when I was in seventh grade, nigga. Right, I still remember you calling me corny. I still remember when y'all would you would laugh at me when I came in with my headshots. Now look at me now, bitch. Look at me now. Okay, she's interviewing him on his movie. Not only did he starred in, but he directed. Okay, so you know, suck my dick. That's what he should have said. But he was just so <clears throat> um, classy. And just stand up with it. Stand up guy. He made it known that I, I heard what you said. I heard what you said. But, yeah, I'm going to still stand in my classy man aesthetic and let you know I heard what you said. <laughs> so I thought he handled it well. I think he's well. I think everyone is well within their right to still feel some type of way about any or everything. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't like the idea of, oh, well, that was so many years ago. You know, kids will be kids, and that was high school. You still mad at what happened in high school? Yes. Yes, I am. I'm still mad at what happened when I was in seventh grade, when I was in eighth grade, when all the kids try to act like I was this, this cornball, I was the nerd, I had one or two friends. Like, I, I will always remember. It's up. It's up for you niggas. Like, what are we talking about? Yes. I don't care how successful my life is. I don't care how many goals I accomplish. 
I still remember. Ain't shit change? The fuck? <laughs> like, what are we talking about? Oh, well, you just get over it and, you know, I guess therapy didn't work. I guess not. <laughs> I guess the fuck not. I guess it didn't because... I think it's okay to remember we all have memories. We have a brain, right? We don't, you know, not every situation did we block out from our memories. So oftentimes you still do remember what took place in your formative years. That's okay. That doesn't mean you're unhealed. Doesn't mean that you're quote unquote seeking out for revenge. I don't think it's something like that. I just feel like, you know, don't act like, I don't care how far removed we're from that situation. The the connect the existence of you in my memory is because of this moment in time from 15 years ago of course I remember you know like of course so god bless um I feel as if he is corny like I <laughs> let me just say look I never really saw it out for him. He was never one of those actors who I felt like, oh, my gosh, so, so fine, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He never really was that guy. I do think he's handsome, don't get me wrong, but I feel like he's very, um, yeah, I mean, corny is the fitting term, right? And I think it's okay to just ex embrace that, you know, I don't think. Look, me saying it now does not erase what I just said previously. But my point is, like, we could also be corny and also be upset for the times that you made fun of us, right? Like, we could also genuinely be nerds and geeks and still be mad that you bullied us for it. Like, I think two could be correct. Both can coexist. And uh, it is what it is. This is video that's vi that's going on or that's viral right now of him rapping. And he is obviously not the same physique as he is now because he's much younger. He doesn't have the same, you know, hormones or steroids, whatever they, that he has pumped up inside of him. And then he's rapping and he has this white girl in the background who he's obviously rapping to like that's his muse in the video there's a scene in the video in which he kisses the white girl this this is like a I think she has brunette hair or red hair nonetheless she's a pasty white girl and it's like uh if this ain't corny then I don't know what is <laughs> nigga if this ain't corny I don't know what is but god bless god bless this is <laughs> Look, and you can still be corny and still be that nigga, right? Like, you can still be corny and still catch these bitches. Like, he got, uh, what's that girl name? Lori Harvey, who I feel like she she may not have good box or something. Like, something about her is off because if you're always catching these niggas but never maintaining them, it's always, okay, we have a contractual obligation to be together for seven months. I think it is contrived. I think this aesthetic that she appears, I feel like she doesn't really have a personality. I feel like she is really just this pretty girl, pretty body, but, like, what else What else you got going on? You know, do you have a personality? Do you have hobbies? Do you have skills? 
you know, do you have a trade? Like, what's going on? So something about her, I just feel like, is unformed. I feel like she is unfulfilled. She's not the fully formed. You know how Pokemon, or was it Yu-Gi-Oh? I used to watch those shows when I was younger. Yu-Gi-Oh, where basically the Pokemon will get bigger. I could be totally off, but there was something with those Asian animated shows in which once like they're not they're not metamorphosized yet they haven't fully developed into their fullness yet and I feel like that is due to you know the lack of exposure lack of skills training experience and I feel like that's the same for Lori Harvey like she this she's in a particular form right now but we don't see much about her and that's her, her right but I don't know her Right. I don't know. Like, what do you what do you do for fun? What's your personality like? You know, what do you have a degree? What is it in? You know, what is like, what do you do? So God bless. And I'm going to go ahead and end the episode here. You all It's going to be short and sweet for this episode. It's not going to be the same for every episode. Look, I'm just this episode is going to be short and sweet. I do apologize if it's an inconvenience for you all. But this is going to be short and sweet for today, for today's episode. God bless. Thank you so much for listening. And I appreciate each and every support that I receive. Be sure to leave a review that is positive, of course. Um, tell a friend to tell a friend. Subscribe on all platforms, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. And I will check in with you all next time. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of God Built This Podcast with your host, Maxine. If you liked it, leave a review, share, and subscribe. God bless.